Hey everybody, welcome to Clark Talks, the Colombian's podcast where we bring you the stories and views behind the news. I'm Katie Gillespie. And I'm Damien Pizzanti. So, it's another week. Another week, another yep. podcast. Number 21. 21. Yeah. So this Oh, our podcast can drink now. It is a drinking age podcast. Oh. Happy birthday, podcast. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, for our 21st, just just like anybody when they get older, uh, once you reach the age of adulthood, you spend less and less time around your parents. If we were this podcast parents... Oh, it we're setting s- it free. Uh, yeah, oh, we no, are. we're setting it to college. We are. The listeners Ooh. are not going to hear from That's us weird until metaphor. the end when we start talking about the weekend. Yeah, so we have another podcast bringing you stories from our coworkers. Uh, Adam Littman did a fun story out at Hawkinson High School. They uh, recently built a new band classroom there. Okay. Now they're practicing in a state-of-the-art practice facility with some pretty unique things that they can do with the acoustics in that room. And hopefully we'll be able to hear hear the subtle differences. Right. And, you know, this is one thing I think is really interesting with this story is when you think technology in the classroom, you think like smart boards and, you know, iPads, yeah. iPads, you have it. But, you know, for music kids, it's like the... How, how much has the violin changed in uh, 400 years? Yeah. But this time with this classroom, there's going to be making one room sound like, like a dozen different spaces, all on a whim, depending on what the needs are. I don't want to steal the story. He will explain it much better than I can, but it's I was just thought it was the coolest coolest thing that I've heard in a while. And then Lauren, Lauren Dake is coming back and she's going to give us another taste of what's happening in the legislature right now and she's going to talk to some of the members of our local delegation about healthcare. And I'd say uh, hot button issue right now. Yes, I mean always a hot button issue, but I would say that button has probably reached uh, white hot temperatures. Yep. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, and just a heads up, uh, Lauren and Marissa Harsh, they have a story coming up in this Sunday's issue regarding the Affordable Care Act, what it might mean locally, um, and, and they're doing a little bit of a different packaging with this story than you normally see out of our Sunday stories. So I think it'll be a really uh, really interesting. Re- read and hopefully something that uh that our loyal readers will want to check out so and then ashley then weekend with ashley what's and coming up and then that's a wrap and that's our show yeah short and sweet short and point sweet. yeah I, last week i said that that show was going to be short i know you're, you you always say like that and then an hour shorter. later it's like oh we got a long podcast this time it's different though. you're a liar this time is different <laughs> believe <laughs> you <laughs> well, believe me when you hear it okay we'll find right. out stay tuned Hi, I'm Lauren Dake, the state politics reporter with the Columbian. Senator Ann Rivers and Senator Annette Cleveland are sitting on Washington State Healthcare Committee this session. And Senator Rivers, you're the chair. What are you two hearing from your constituents? So I do hear significant concern, but I will tell you that I've also had significant concern over the past several years because people have insurance, but they can't find a provider to take that insurance. So they continue to go to the emergency department. So the reality is that Obamacare has only been under implementation for three years and and wasn't intended to be fully built out until 2020. So we were a long way to get to completion. Um, We do not know what is going to happen at the federal level. I feel that as a leader, it's my responsibility to bring calm and peace to the, the situation at hand. And so the reality is, if 
anything happens in DC's, DC, it won't happen for two or two and a half years because they the insurance rates are due in May. Um, so it's a long way out. We are the state that developed the basic health plan, which was part of the foundational work along with Romney Care for the Affordable Care Act. So we know how to do it. Um, there's a lot of talk about block grants. Some people think block grants are, block grants are great. Some think that they're awful. Um, there's talk about continuing the waivers. Some people like that, some people don't. Uh, if I had a magic wand, I would say just cut the check, send us the money. We will take care of our own people because we know how to do that. We have a little bit of time, and I think what's happening right now is we're just planning. Um, we're doing the planning for what we think may eventually be the outcome, which is the removal of Medicaid dollars, but that's not going to happen in the next couple years. So we will just continue to do that work and to plan accordingly, uh, you know, going down the road. Senator Cleveland, you represent a more uh, a more democratically leaning district than Senator Rivers. Are you hearing similar things from your constituents? I'm hearing from my constituents that they're frightened and they fear that they will lose their health care. And uh, I believe that one thing that Senator Rivers and I agree on is that we want to work together to ensure that we maintain access to health care for citizens here in our state. Uh, as we all know, the Affordable Care Act passed in 2010. Uh, over the course of the past seven years, uh, we have vastly expanded um, health care coverage to individuals in, in this state. I don't want to see that progress scaled back. I do not want to see that coverage uh, end for uh, particularly the people who um, are, are newly insured. So um, I'm confident that we're going to continue to work together um, to send the message to our federal delegation members and to President Trump that um, we understand that you hold uh, the power to decide to repeal the Affordable Care Act. If you do so, please do not repeal the Affordable Care Act without a replacement plan in place uh, so that we can assure that uh, no one loses access to their health insurance coverage. Can you be proactive in this situation or do you feel sort of helpless that you're, you know, you're, you're waiting see what the federal government does for all these people who might be voicing concern and looking to their state legislature for help. We have been, in my opinion, very proactive. Uh, we've been working, uh, I've been working particularly with the governor's staff to and, and the health care authority, others, to put together an inventory of um, uh, those aspects of health care that our state put in place prior to the Affordable Care Act passing. And those aspects will remain in place if uh, the Affordable Care Act is repealed at the federal level. And um, we're also wanting, however, to ensure that we don't uh, make any decisions based upon poor information. We really, we do have to wait and see uh, what action's taken at the federal level before we uh, take action. 
And as a specific example, Senator Cleveland and I are co-sponsoring a bill, and Senator Cleveland is prime for WSHIP, which is the high-risk pool. That That's the insurance pool for those people who are very, very seriously ill. And uh, we need to make sure that, and they are very concerned, as you might imagine, about losing that coverage. These are people who need dialysis to live. They're waiting for a kidney. Um, these are people who are um, who are AIDS patients, who are hemophiliacs, who have the very worst conditions a human being can get. And we need to make sure that we are not making their condition worse by putting them in fear. And so your bill will guarantee that these very high-risk individuals maintain their coverage and it and it has the the le the teeth to ensure that correct what is your message to some of your constituents who are really concerned they are terrified that they could lose their health care at a time that they really depend on it what what's the message you're sending back to them I would say that time is on our side we have about two and a half years to get this figured out and I don't think that it's going to be for us that difficult. My advice to them is stay calm, know that we're working on it, and that we care deeply about the, the uh, concerns that they face. And those, are, those concerns are guiding us and, uh, and keep the pressure on us to make sure that we get this handled. And we live in a state that has been very much a leader when it comes to um, affordable health care for our citizens. And uh, we have in place many aspects of um, what's contained within the Affordable Care Act. And we are committed to working together to ensure that um, no one loses coverage, regardless of what action might take place at the federal level. Um, Great. Senator Cleveland, Senator Rivers, thank you so much for joining me here today. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So let's do this first. Let's do this first in a really, really dead, dry environment. Hi, my name is Corey McHenry. I'm the band director at Hawkinson High School, and I'm here to show you around and tell you a little bit more about our new band room. It's called the Virtual Acoustical Environment. Um, or VAE system. The different settings in there, um, they range from a practice room, which is totally dead. And by dead, I mean you play a note and it doesn't echo at all. You just, you stop playing it and it stops. Um, and then uh, it goes up from there. There are different auditorium settings. So like a small auditorium will, will emulate, like if you're playing in a room that maybe has just a few, you know, maybe a, maybe a few seats in it, um, up to large auditoriums. Um, and, and basically as you get bigger, it's just, um, your sound fills up the room more. So there's more, um, it'll, it'll delay and it'll echo the sounds. It'll be coming, you'll hear, you'll like with the uh, the cathedral setting for example you'll hear it will play a note and you can hear it's almost as if the note went all the way to the back of the room like picture if you're playing in like a big like a like a Catholic Church or something like that you can hear the sound go to the back of the room and then kind of bounce back to you now clap okay. all right here we go right uh, find the last note of this song and hold the last note of this song move it three hold it ready Go. <laughs> Play it short. Ready? First setting is the practice room setting, which is kind of the 
basically the system is off. So it's pretty dead. It doesn't hang in the air at all. So as I, as I increase, kind of go up in intensity, um, this one is a small Baroque room. So you get a little more reverb, um, but it, it decays pretty quick. Um, up from there to a, this is called the medium recital hall setting. You just get a little bit more ring, kind of, you can, it just, you get the impression that it's a, it's a louder, or a, a bigger room. Large recital hall. Turn that up a little bit. It's a little darker, a little deeper. Um, small auditorium, this is what it sounds like to our musicians on stage in our auditorium. So it doesn't quite hang in the air as long. There's a little bit more of a dead. Medium auditorium. A little deeper. Large auditorium. So something like the, like the, uh, the Keller Arlene Schnitzer or something like that. And then the cathedral setting and the arena settings take it kind of to the extreme. I mean, I, after one clap, two, three, four, about four seconds or so that it's hanging in the air all the way out to the arena one, which again, we joke is the, the child center at the University of Portland Jazz Festival. Prior to this room opening, um, we basically rehearsed in the auditorium day in and day out. We have a small room, we had a small room off the auditorium um, that was designated as the band room, but it was no bigger than a, than a normal size classroom. It had like, you know, 10 foot ceilings and brick walls all the way around. There's no way you could play anything in there. Uh, you could, we couldn't even fit a band in there, and if we did, everybody's ears would be bleeding by the end of it. It was so loud. One of the big selling points, honestly, for, for getting this room is the fact that we would take in, in each of my classes, we would take about five minutes at the beginning of class to set up all of our chairs and stands, and then we'd take five minutes at the end of class to put them all away. So that's 10 minutes a day. In a week, that's one class period that we were using just to set up and tear down stuff. So from an educational standpoint, the kids are getting more, more time to learn in this new facility. It's figuring out what they're going to sound like in each of the different environments. And then they might have to, they might have to adjust one way or another. If we're playing in the practice room setting um, where it's totally dead, every, like notes go away as soon as you stop playing them. So you might need to play notes a little bit longer, but also then they've got to really focus on playing things at the exact same time. We call it lining things up vertically so that in time they're all playing exactly the same because if one person enters just a microsecond before the other person, it's going to create a, a kind of a phasing issue or it's not going to sound as clean. <laughs>
cultural setting, what we were talking about, when it, when it was ringing really loud, is that the fact that the sound hangs in the air a little bit longer means that you're, they're gonna have to play a lot shorter. Otherwise, the sound gets really muddy and, you, and, and the clarity goes away. Flying solo, Katie is MIA for this section or this segment of the podcast, but that's all right because I'm sitting down with the venerable Ashley Swanson for Ashley's Corner. Ba da ba! Hooray! Yay! Yay! I mean, I feel like those noises, even though Katie's not here to make them with me, I feel mm-hmm. like they're still necessary because it's really a cause for celebration to talk about the weekends it's true i mean everyone loves the weekend and it's its own little segment so it needs like some fanfare transition moments Mm -hmm. right so i hope people out there are taking you up on all the great ideas that you've thrown at them i have and yeah even though i didn't do it over the weekend i went and saw i am not your negro Mm -hmm. and oh my god that movie is incredible nice yeah have you seen it yet not yet but it is playing again this weekend so if people missed it last weekend they can still catch it at the kiggins they have to Mm -hmm. i mean you are going to walk out of that theater so woke it's crazy (laughs) well yeah it's gotten some great great reviews and a lot of accolades um also this weekend uh, over at Camus's Liberty Theater um, they will be showing the uh, live musical uh, The Newsies Oh, really? Yeah. So it's another one of those kind of on-screen events. So it's the it combines the original some of the members of the original Broadway cast with uh, members of the touring Broadway show. And it was filmed last uh, year in Los Angeles, and it's just the entire musical on screen this weekend at the Liberty. That's cool. I've never seen the play, mm-hmm. but as a kid, I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And man, I remember that being really good. I think that actually might have been one of the first things that made me want to get in newspapers. I think it is for a lot of people because they didn't realize kind of how instrumental like newspaper boys and newspaper kids were way back when to kind of get the news out there. And the fact that they were like beating the hell out of each other to have the best real estate in town. (laughs) Right. It was a competitive business for them. Yeah. I mean, today we talk about gang turf wars. Talk Mm -hmm. about like newspaper kid turf wars back in the day. Yeah. So and the Broadway show is kind of great because you have all these like people just leaping all over the place and just great songs and things like that. So awesome. What else you got on the list? Well, uh, this weekend's big weekend cover is the uh, Washington State Horse Expo, which happens up at the fairgrounds. Sounds majestic. It is. um, There are so many great... horse people in Clark County. Clark County is a big horse country. Like, it's true. We have so many people who ride and show and and do all kinds of things with their horses. And so the expo kind of helps celebrate that. And if you even are just fans of horses, it's great to go watch people perform things like dressage or take on like the um, mountain trail challenge mm-hmm. or just listen to these, these national experts kind of talk about their work with horses. And it happens all three days this um, starting on Friday. And Saturday night, they do a big 
big extravaganza with all these performances and things. Oh, cool. And um, you can even meet um, Spanky the mini horse and his friend uh, the Jack Russell Terrier, uh, Dally. And they do stunts and performances together. And that sounds hilarious. Yeah, they're really <laughs> cute. They came into the newsroom a couple of years ago. We oh, did, really? We got them Celebrity in the fo- appearance. Yeah, we got uh, them in the photo studio. We took their pictures. That's awesome. Yeah. Anytime I can get horses in the newsroom, I try to do that. <laughs> Does that happen often? Uh, not as often as I like. It yeah. only ha- I got it to happen for two years. Oh, so one yeah. was a Jack Russell Terrier horse combo. What was the other animal that you got? Uh, just some more mini horses. I mean, oh, mini cool. horses are really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love a mini horse? Um, let's see. Also this weekend is the um, annual powwow that happens. So it's uh, a bunch of the school districts get together and kind of celebrate uh, their student leaders and celebrate Native American culture. And it's this annual Pally Wow, and it moved this year to Heritage High School. So before it was in, um, I forget which middle school, one of the, the middle schools, and they've moved it up to a bigger venue, and they're going to have a lot of great dancers and drummers and kind of really showcase um, the local culture and honor their elders and invite the community to kind of interact and, and learn more. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's going to be a great story on it with all the details of who the the main dancers are and all about the grand entries and and all the kind of history of it um in friday's paper so what day is that happening uh that is saturday Saturday. that'll be a saturday powwow what time do you know it it actually powwows run really long so they They run yeah so it runs from noon to 10 p.m but they have two grand entries one at one and one at six um and grand entries are sort of like this i wouldn't say it's a parade but it's it's a very large presentation of all the dancers and the musicians and the and the drummers it's almost like a showcasing Mm because it's like everybody comes Mm -hmm. out at once Mm -hmm. and dances around like the arena or whatever the venue is yeah Yeah. and it's just it's wonderful to see like all the colorful regalia and just all the kind of like happiness and 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 um honor and celebratory nature of it yeah yeah powers are great it's um richville celebrating youth arts month Mm-hmm. So it's they've kind of dedicated the month of March to encourage um, young people and students to kind of I don't know, try out artistic things, be creative. Um, and so they're doing that with a big celebration of activities on Saturday. So this is like a family friendly activity is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So the, and they're going to have a big showcase at 7 p.m. on Saturday of like musicians and dancers and, and all this kind of thing just to kind of encourage the art scene up in Ridgefield. And, Do you know where this is happening in Ridgefield? Is it at the school or like It's downtown? at the Ridgefield uh, Community Center, which is downtown. And it starts with a um, fundraising pancake breakfast. So if you need some pancakes Saturday morning, that's a good place to hit up. It's great, great. Yeah. You're going to need the calories for your creativity. It's true, especially mm-hmm. if you can make um, great pancake faces and sculptures. Absolutely. Right. And then um, it kind of continues out through all downtown Ridgefield and uh, ends up at the old Liberty Theater for the showcase. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's a kind of a fun day of just creative explosions without explosions. But you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Explosions of ideas. Yeah, that's a better phrase for it. Hopefully not any actual explosions. (laughs) Uh, Another cool thing that I don't know if a lot of people know about but every first Sunday, OMSI offers reduced admission. So you can attend OMSI for two bucks. Oh, snap. Yeah. And this would be a really great time to see it because the uh, Lego exhibit is still up, right? It, oh, yeah. It's running way through May. But um, even the, because it's a special exhibit, so it does cost extra 
uh, fees to go in. She's still getting a good deal, I feel oh, like, yeah. though. Because what's regular admission to OMC team now? Uh, I think it's around uh, $12. Don't quote me on that. It's been a while since I looked. Um, but so, yeah, so it's $2 for admission, and then there's some extra fees if you want to go to the planetarium or tour the submarine. And then uh, the Art of the Brick exhibit will also be, um, I think, around $9 mm. with extra discounts if you're a senior or if you're a child. Awesome. So, yeah, first Sundays are always a really fun time to go. During my final year of high school, I always used to try to get a senior discount everywhere I went. Well, a lot of places offer student discounts. It's true. So all it's you have true. to do is show your student ID and you're good to go. So you went to college, right? Yeah. So did you hang on to your student ID for long after college and try to flash that and be like, student discount? Well, I did because a lot of places, it's not just if you're a student currently in college. A lot of, like, especially the arts programs want to encourage younger people to get into theater and arts. And so they'll have like a under 25 discount. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah, under 30, that. under fi- uh, 25. Yeah, a lot of like the uh, Portland theater companies, they mm-hmm. ha- offer that kind of reduced ticket admission because they want people, especially young people, to get into the arts. Man, I wish I'd known that because I never tried to work that angle. But when I was living up in Seattle, I would do tickets on Rush a lot, mm-hmm. which if you guys listening to this don't know what that is, that basically means you show up to the theater at the last minute and uh, go up and try to buy a ticket because at that point they're just trying to fill seats yeah. so you're going to get a really good deal depending on how many people you go with you might not get to sit next to each other mm-hmm. things are kind of dicey you're picking up the leftovers but there were times when I got like front row seats for less than a third of what the going rate was yeah there's lots of uh, fun tips and tricks because they just really want people to come out and, and see the show um, that's right so that's right. If, if you can swing it, you might as well try. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, this isn't happening this weekend, but it's a good thing to know about. So next Wednesday is Science on Tap. So it's... Go on. So Science on Tap happens at the Kiggins Theater kind of every uh, month or so. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a really fun kind of adult uh, science lecture on a bunch of different topics. And so... I, um, this March one is about um, kind of why humans evolved to process alcohol. Like, like how yeah. did that come about? Yeah. And so um, it's a lecture basically about how the evolution of yeast and microbiology kind of played into how early humans interacted with, with alcohol. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So I'm sure that's something we've encountered a lot throughout our history beyond, you know, our intent, even before we were intentionally brewing things with it. Mm-hmm. And that is an aside. I'm really glad that you brought in like a midweek something to do this week for people. Um, with our other shows, I always think to myself, like, damn, if somebody's not hearing this on Friday, they get to feel disappointed on all the great, t- timely events that they missed out on. It's true, but I mean, that's why we try to put together a big old weekend, week-long calendar with the weekend section. So That's right. That's right. If you guys haven't checked that out, uh, really go do it because there's just a wealth of information on there that Ashley works so hard to put together for you. <laughs> yeah, it's all for you guys. It's all for you. That's what we do here. <laughs> um, that's cool. Anything else coming up? That's kind of the, the big broad strokes of the weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. there's always fun things to do. Is there a top choice among all those? Like if you were going to go do one yourself, which one would you do? Uh, I think I'd want to try to go to the powwow. I really enjoy watching 
um, those sort of things. Yeah, they're they are a ton of fun. It's really mesmerizing just mm -hmm. to like it's really a feast for the senses. I mean, to like the vib everything from like the vibration of the ground mm -hmm. to just like the mesmerizing like twirling of all this color that's happening and this mm -hmm. like the rhythmic jingle of the dresses and the drums all working in sync is just yeah. oof, and awesome. and Indian fry bread is really tasty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Such good stuff. Yeah, I'm with you on there. I think, I think that might be my top choice for the weekend as well. Although that horse show sounds like it could be really fun. Oh yeah, I mean you get to um, meet a lot of horses and and kind of soak in that sort of equine funness of of why horses are such magical things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're a horse fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did oh, you ever yeah. own a horse? Uh, yep. And uh, rode both English and Western. Oh, which, you did. Oh yeah. Wow. I had no idea. Mysteries upon mysteries. Yes, yes. A woman of many layers. Mm -hmm. All right. So that is a uh, man. That is a good list. Mm -hmm. I have yet to. I have yet to hear one of these lists since we've started doing this show. Where I've been like, oh man, there's there's none of those that I would go to. Well, that's it's like a feast of events. That's great, and it's only going to get bigger and more spectacular as the weather changes and more and more things happen. All right, you guys, stay tuned for next week. All right, so that's our show. Wow, what a show that was! <laughs> just a just a wild ride. It was. Through it was. News. I'm glad we got through this together, listeners. <laughs> anyway, thanks uh, as per the usual. Thanks for tuning in to Clark Talks, and be sure to catch us next week. We're gonna have another good, fun-filled half hour, forty-five minutes somewhere in there. Show depends. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all a matter of what's going on in Clark County and what you need to hear. So next week, if you haven't submitted your ballot for Best of Clark County, um, which is on the Columbians website, you should do that. Voting yes. is open until yes. March twelfth. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Next Next week we're sitting down with the folks here at the Columbian that make that happen every year, um, and I, I I'm always surprised and uh, and I think pleased by how excited people get about Best of Clark County. I think businesses are really into it. People love gold stars. People love gold stars. They love participation trophies. Absolutely. So stay tuned and um, please get in touch. We would love to hear what you think, what you're feeling, if you got any great ideas for stories that we should talk about. Man, I would love to know. We got a few emails the other day, so shout out yeah. to all those people who have emailed us. That yeah. was pretty awesome. So You guys are interesting people. Yep. Who knew that our listenership was so, <laughs> so smart and well-spoken. Uh, we knew. We knew, yeah. So our email is podcast at columbian.com. You can mm -hmm. also, you can subscribe online at on iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Yep. And the podcast is posted on columbian.com every Thursday. Yeah, and um, if you guys want to reach out to Katie or I directly, feel free to do so. And please, subscribe to the paper. Buy a paper. Keep us good, hardworking journalists in the black. Yes. See ya.